is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And it is a Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys as we move past the Packers and move on to the New York Jets. Do we call it the New York Football Jets? No. I don't no. think so. Nope. Okay, we're going to call it the New York Jets. That's the people, Jets. People get upset when I call them the New York Football Giants, too. So it's the New York Jets this week. And how do we get past Green Bay? We're going to talk about it here on this Tuesday edition. Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, Brian Broaddus. I listened to yesterday's show this morning, so I know what you've covered. Did we and pass? You did. You passed with flying colors. You didn't need me at all. It's a lot to cover in 45 minutes. That's right. So that we was got, a wild one. So we got more to cover today. Um, you notice my voice is... Yes. I got the big-time radio voice. I listened to Barry White on the way in. You've been smoking? <laughs> a couple packs? Or drinking whiskey? What? what what's, I sound like it, both really good ideas. It, uh, yeah, right after the, the game. The whiskey might help. After the game on Sunday. No, it actually hit me on Saturday afternoon watching college football at Were our you house. cheering when they well, scored no, like a half no, a hundred? No, or what? no, it had nothing to do with opening my mouth. It was I was sentenced to the patio. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's a, tech, a Texas Tech alum. I'm an OU grad, and um, so she got the TV in the living room, and I was sentenced to the TV on the patio, and by the end of the game, I had a sore throat. Yeah. So here I am. All right. I could could do a I could sing a Barry White song for you if you'd you like. No, you could. We, maybe third break, third yeah, segment. Yeah, maybe let's, we'll do that. Let's consider right that. after Mickey's read. It's been it's been a while since I've listened to Barry White. He was really go. good this morning on the drive-in. Some of us wish we could be sentenced to the patio. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a personal problem. All right, um, Rob. Did, Rob, did you draw the Jerry Jones radio assignment this morning? Uh, a little bit, a okay. little bit. I didn't catch all of it. I caught the highlights of what twenty minutes on the fan today, covered yeah. a lot of ground. Did, uh, he, did he save you some money? Not going to Vegas and betting on. I don't gamble, Mickey. <laughs> betting on, uh, and I don't gamble on the Cowboys. Jason being the next coach to be fired. He's not going to get fired in the regular season, I right? Think, I think Jerry's quote was something along the lines of, "If you bet money, you'll lose on that front." Because what is he? Is he second on the list right now, or the next in line? No, he was next in to the, line, according to Vegas. He was after, after Gruden? Gruden. After Gruden? Yeah. No, after Gruden got fired, yeah. he was next. Yeah. Okay. Is that the start of the season? That no, was? Now. Now. now, 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 because of now. what happened on Sunday. The readdress odds. <laughs> God. Hey, man, there's people that love that stuff that live for it, but yeah. Live for coaches getting fired? Live for making prop bets oh, and yeah, stuff okay. like prop that. Oh, okay, prop bets, yeah. yeah. But it, otherwise, there's no news coming out of Jerry Jones this um, morning. It sounds like the injury front. Tyron Smith, uh, he said, what was the term he said? They're optimistic. Yeah. Um, looking pretty good in his mind, but we'll see how the week of practice goes. Lyle Collins, he was a little more iffy about um, because it is an MCL and it could be a couple weeks. The, Jerry said both guys basically week to week. But he wouldn't count him out 
either one of them for this game. Yeah, as of last night, they really hadn't talked about what they were going to do at right tackle this morning. They were going to kind of get in a little bit more that maybe it was going to be Brandon Knight or Connor Williams. I, I think they're leaning towards playing Brandon Knight out there at right tackle. I think they like him better at right tackle than they do at left tackle. So, you know, that uh, makes it maybe a little bit easier. Maybe some of the things that they were able to see, uh, you know, in the game that he was able to, maybe with a full week, you know, maybe a little bit more improvement. But he wasn't, uh, he wasn't bad in where he was at last week in the game. So still a decision on what they need to do over there at that right side. But I, I think if it's no Collins, I think they're leaning towards, uh, I think, I'm making a prediction that they would go with Brandon Knight over there. So it sounds like Tyron has a better chance of playing than Leo Collins. Right. And he yeah. may not practice tomorrow, uh, but as the week goes on, I think they're uh, feeling better that he could play on Sunday. I think Leo Collins misses this game. Yeah, see, now, in the way Mickey said it's perfect because then it, then we, then it becomes a combination of, okay, who do you feel better about? Uh, Fleming, because I was making the the thought that maybe you don't have Smith this week. But if you do have Smith, then that puts Cam Fleming in play at the right tackle spot. So if if if, if Smith does play, do you what do you think it would be between then, Fleming and? I Knight? bet you they then would go with Fleming. Okay. is what they would do. They go with the experience there. I think. Yeah. Mm. Although although mm. <laughs> we talked about this yesterday, I think it was twenty eight snaps for Brandon Knight, and yeah. you think about how many times he was in pass pro too, because the whole were, time they were behind. Yeah, I mean, yeah. did they did mm-hmm. they have how many carries did they have in that situation? So. That's tough for a rookie, but yeah, he played especially well. Especially playing your first NFL game. And but he did have his moments he also, did. by the way. He did, but you're which club less are you moments on? Than the moments less moments than the other guy. Yeah, less moments than yeah, less yeah. moments than the other. And I mean, you know, if if they had a plus minus in the NFL, he was probably twenty four to three. Yeah, it was. You know, <laughs> points, to me, I, I was. You know, maybe it's a little bit about what they thought about how Connor Williams looked at right tackle. At practice, mm-hmm. that they went with the, the the you know with the putting night out there, you know they maybe said hey you know we you know, maybe we need to just keep everything you know I know that they were worried about Mickey correct me if wrong if I was in the walk off I think I was in that that part where he said he just didn't want to move Williams from left guard to the right side am I right about that yeah that he I think said it sounded that way yes. it was more about. It was more about letting in, in, within the game. Within the game. Within the yeah. game. But, yeah. but we always talk about best five, you know, and if you put him at the right tackle Maybe spot. Maybe I need to shut up about best five. Maybe I need to. I always feel like you need to play your best five, that's, but maybe they don't feel that way. That's my point, though, is that, you know, Suofilo putting him in there, is that better than a rookie, you know, who's never played a game in the NFL before? But again, I would have thought they would have moved Connor Williams, but that I, I was completely but, wrong about that. But, but what you're getting at is moving him. It was more a matter of Connor Williams moving from the left side to, to the, the right, right side, side himself, yeah. rather than potentially weak, having weakening two positions. Probably didn't want him to, you know, the you know have to think about okay, I've been running left side plays, or in my mind, I'm thinking left guard. Mm-hmm. Now I have to think about right tackle here, and you know, and, and all that, and especially as much as they were throwing the ball. Oh, maybe not bring Suafilo in so he could false start. Him. On the field goal that was good. Yeah. Well, if they brought him in earlier, maybe he would. He would have been to, ready to yeah, go. That, that's right. God. <laughs> it's you know it's again nobody feels sorry for you. You got to figure this thing out. You know you got to go to New York and you know some of the assets that they have. I mean we'll get into what they have. 
but you know some of their better players. I mean, I know it hasn't been that way for the record stuff, but if you do watch some of their better players, they're along the defensive line. Mm-hmm. They just haven't played well enough offensively to give their defense any kind of a chance. Yeah, the Jets are not feeling sorry for you when your no. quarterback goes down with mono yeah. after one game. And your backup breaks his ankle. Yeah, Cleveland. And that's, yeah, exactly. So it's... Yeah, it's it's just a tough league, and it's tough now. They've got to find a way, and, and nobody's going to give them credit for going here and beating the Jets. That's going to be a that's you know get ready for that too. Ah, you should beat the Jets. You should be four and two. Oh, it's you already know, in the headlines. Uh, the test is going to be the Eagles well, in two I mean, weeks. That's what the narrative yeah, every, is. Everybody's talking. You know, everybody's talking about. Well, you know, get these guys healthy for the Philadelphia game. That matters. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that the Jets are going to win this game, but if you don't stop the run, they got Le'Veon Bell and they haven't blocked, and, and Mickey's going to tell me he hadn't got over 200 yards, and Mickey's not wrong about that. 206, I think. Yeah, yeah, 206. But you, that's you, his total. Yeah, but what, you're looking at a situation though, where you know you kind of felt like Green Bay doesn't run the football either. 86 a, yards a game before yeah. this last one. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you can't sit there and think you're going to roll out your hat and everything is going to just be fine. You know, they've, they've got to figure some things out here because they go out there and they let Le'Veon Bell, you know, he, he caught 10 balls against the Browns, you know, 10 targets, 10 catches the other day. You know, that, those are the kinds of things. Those are the things that scare me going into a game that all of a sudden, oh, they figure out how to run the football. And, oh, by the way, they're throwing the ball to Le'Veon Bell. Trust me, Le'Veon Bell is a better player than Aaron Jones. Yeah, and you get him out in space. That, yeah, and you create can't a tackle. bigger problem because yeah. that they had a problem tacking Aaron Jones in space. Caught seven passes for 75 yards. Yeah. That was the, yeah. the leading receiver in the game. I mean, some of it is just getting rid of the ball because they can't pass protect, or they, they sure didn't last week. Uh, yeah. But he is their leading receiver. He's the only guy in their team with a receiving touchdown through five games. One. See, I, um, I, and I'm not trying to blow, blow and smoke no, up everybody's room. No, he, I, he's I'm been, with he's, you. I, he's I, been I, their I, offense. I just, you've got some things you need to figure out defensively. You, you played well against the Saints, and then you turn around and let the Packers just out physical you at the line of scrimmage, and they're running the ball and they're kicking it, they're getting it for about almost six yards a shot. You know, they're, you know almost, I'm just telling you, though, you, you better not feel like, oh, let's just get ready for Philadelphia. I hear what you're saying. He's one of the top backs in the league. Yeah. Now he he played on a better team he, most of his career. His team but. his team does no favors for him. His offensive line does no favors for him. You know the fact that they didn't have a quarterback worth a damn did him no favors. We've got breaking news out of New York. Sam Darnold yeah. is starting at quarterback yeah. for the New York Jets this week. Yeah, glad to know this spleen's the right size. Yeah. Yep. Well. Sam Darnold, who went out after he started the first game against Buffalo, and then he was diagnosed with mononucleosis and has missed the last three games. They had a bye week mixed in there, too, so he's been out a month. But he practiced all last week. Yeah. That's a brilliant decision, too, by the way. Well, they didn't have anybody fall into him, hopefully. No, but oh. I mean, he practiced all week. You think and then he should he have played against the Eagles and, and, and no, got sacked, no, sacked he ten times? He, could, he didn't pass the test. <laughs> okay. And, and they didn't give the backup, Falk, uh, yeah, any snaps. Oh, I got you. I got not you. the best And then recipe. he had to start. I got you. And Orlando Scandrick. So he day. took the first team reps last week. Yeah. Okay. For yeah. Philly. Yeah. Right. Wow. And, uh, and, and again, boy, is he getting roasted because they don't like roasting people up there in New York. In New York. Yeah. yeah. Adam Gaze is. Oh. Imagine that. They're ready to fire him. 
Hmm. Four games in. So he's yeah. So he but but Garrett's ahead of him yes. on the list. Yes. <laughs> Probably so ridiculous. he's a first year head coach there. <laughs> Garrett's just... out of a contract though, and unless they extend mm-hmm. him. So it might not be a firing, it might be just parting of a ways. Yep. No, I'm that was for mid season, by the way. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh well, since we brought up the Jay Gruden, what what would y'all what y'all what's your take on what's happened in Washington with the Redskins? How many coaches have they had since 1999? Seven. I yeah. mean, and Gruden was there the longest. Yeah, this was his fifth year, fifth season. I think yeah. at some point you got to look at what type of talent do you have on the field. Now, I, I really, I, they haven't been. Have they been in the playoffs under Gruden? Did they do that yes, once, twice, once, twice, twice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt like it's time to make a change, but I, you know, they had they've had quarterback issues. They didn't have their quarterback this year. Yeah, running game Moses will do whatever uh, didn't have Bruce their Allen left tackle tells him. this year. Didn't have their tight end this year. Oh, yeah, running game Moses is the uh, interim, the interim coach. Yeah. Bill Callahan yeah. is the interim coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah to me, you know, Washington is uh, – that's, that's amazing. A once proud franchise, you know, when you go back through the years and look at that with, the, with how they've operated and then that owner takes over the team and it's been nothing but going to the ground since – you know, I mean, they change coaches, they change general managers. They've got a, they've got a president of their team. It's a politician. You know, he's always going to do things to survive. You know, Bruce Allen is not a football man. He doesn't know if it's pumped up or stuffed. You know, his dad might have been George Allen, but he might as well have been adopted. You know, the way he, the way he knows nothing about football. So to me, they got what they deserved. If that's what you're going to hitch your wagon to, then you get what you deserve. You know, you go out, you get people that know what they're doing. Again, they had a guy there, Scott McLuhan. Mm-hmm. Scott has a drinking problem, no question, well-documented, you know. But you know what? Scott's a guy I could give him a case of beer and he could tell me what 10 players could play, you know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, mean, I, don't, I mean, I know that sounds terrible with a guy that has a drinking problem, but that, that was not a problem. with Scott McLuhan was not the problem with the Washington Redskins. Jake Gruden needed a guy like Scott McLuhan there. So they get what they deserve by having Bruce Allen running that football team. And you look at them, they were what? They were around five. They were the playoff team in 2015. They lost to the wild card round. Well, nine and seven that year, eight, seven and one the year after, then seven and nine, seven and nine, and now 0 oh and five this well, year. Well, I'll tell you what happened when Smith went down with injury. They were what, six and three or five and three or yeah, something like I that. Mean, they, you know, it's part of the deal. Part of the deal. Again, nobody feels sorry for you in this league. Got to have a quarterback. You sure do. You sure do. Yes, you do. They drafted one in the first round who's not ready to play, and I don't think the owner agrees with that. But Bill Callahan said he's not starting. Yeah. Well, we might see him by the time Cowboys roll around, face him again. You never know. Which is like the last game of the year. Last game of the year. I mean, very well might see Haskins (laughs) then. I think you have to play these young quarterbacks nowadays. I really do. And, you know, I mean, maybe maybe you don't have enough help on the offensive line. Maybe the Trent Williams. Holdout has hurt them. Yeah. Maybe they're not good enough defensively, but I think you have to figure out how to play. I, I applaud the New York Jets. For, I mean, excuse me, the New York Giants for what they did. I know we're kind of talking about the Redskins a little bit, but I applaud uh, what they did. Go ahead and start the journey now. Go ahead, mm-hmm. learn about this guy. Learn how you build around him. You know, anytime and you he's play, already shown stuff. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Go for it. Why but not? what if what if the head coach doesn't think the guy's ready, and if you put him in there, you're going to ruin him? Yeah, well, that's that's why he's got the interim tag. I'm going to go find a guy that can help my quarterback. I don't think the the head coach wanted the guy to begin with. Yeah, yeah. you're right. So, if he didn't want him, then probably running game Moses didn't want him either. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you like that nickname? I do like that. I forgot about that. That was there before I came back. 
All right, we're going to continue with more Talking Cowboys in just a moment. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit cowboystravel.com to book your travel package today work the Cowboys way and channel the winning business tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family at formation this dynamic workspace provides an elevated work experience on the star's aspirational campus with exclusive membership options available to meet varying needs. Choose from open workspaces, dedicated desks, and private offices to leverage our home field advantage for your individual business success. Limited memberships are available now, so apply today at formationatthestar.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Back to Talking Cowboys. And we are back to talking Cowboys. As I find my read here. What do you do with the read? What do you do with the read, Rob Phillips? There you go. It's a Tuesday, isn't it? It's right there. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live at AT AT&T Stadium when they return home on Sunday, October 20th. Sunday night football to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Get your tickets now at DallasCowboys.com. That will be here before you know it. And the Cowboys will be 4-2 and two going into that matchup against the Eagles. I'm already making my prediction this week. What if they're 3-3, three and three, Bill? What are you going to oh, do? Oh, man. He's going to mm-hmm. jump wow. off Can the you roof imagine? with everybody else. And those odds are going to improve. <laughs> well, yeah, no, he can't go higher on the list, I guess. Guess not. <laughs> wow. That would be something. But again, Sam Darnold is starting at quarterback for yeah. the Jets, so they got a shot this week against uh, the Cowboys. Mickey, uh, what you you know what's been real nice? With look at look around the room here. Yeah, you've got your LSU vest on. I've got a pullover on. You got long sleeves on. Yes. It's football weather finally here in North Texas. And Mickey, you got a pullover on. What does I that do. say on it? It's got the shield. The shield on it. NFL. Is there any particular are... reason? That you One wore of the those shield officiating today. shirts that they sold oh. at the clinic. Yeah. And I saw some more mistakes they made. <laughs> How do they make stuff up? That's all I want to know. You can see if the tight end has his hand on the ground before the guy goes in motion and his hands on the ground before the guy goes in motion and you throw a flag. And I think it took out a Zeke like 
twenty yard run or okay. something. It was a big run. And so what you are what you're getting at is on I believe it was the first series of the game, Dalton Schultz was called for not getting in his three point stance. Uh, early enough because it, it was uh, Blake Jarwin went in motion. It was an illegal shift call against Second the Cowboys. Series. Second series of the game. At the time, I was watching from home, so I had the ability to go back and review it as it as the call was made. And I tweeted, I don't know what the official was looking at there because Dalton Schultz was down in his three-point yeah. stance when Jarwin went in motion. So how do they do that? What uh, are they seeing? What are, are they watching? Cooper wiped it out with a 46-yard gain two plays later. Yeah, and so it became a moot point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. but that 46 yards would have been five yards further down the field. The, the point was it was a precursor to things to come later in the game. And by the way, since I wasn't here yesterday, the most egregious mistake they made was on the Michael Gallup getting mugged by Kevin King on that interception. That is unbelievable. I mean, they could have Told called. Told you they weren't going to call it. They could have called pass interference. They could have called uh, holding. They could have called hands to the face on the on that play. It's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Or illegal contact. And really, on the TV copy, you can't even you can't tell. Um, and that's what the I, I, was it. I guess it's Pereira who was doing the game. Yeah. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, that should have been a call." Yeah. Okay. But even on that, you couldn't tell for sure whether he was five yards downfield yet or not. On the side angle, the contact didn't even start until he was five yards downfield. You know, we got a mailbag question this morning. We didn't use it, but it was from a gentleman, I think Ted in in the U.K., and he brought up a good point. Like, should they have it where you have to get both your challenges right to get a third one back? Is that fair? And he said in cricket, they don't (laughs) – their challenge system isn't that way. And because really what happened was there was a clear mistake. Garrett had to throw the flag to get him to fix it on the Cooper catch, and then now you're at a – that's a critical challenge that he would have won on the Gallup thing. Right there. And 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 why that was critical, obviously, King intercepts the ball. They're in field goal range. They didn't even have to get a first down to kick a field goal. And now you – And I don't think they did The Packers have a 17-point lead. And then when you come down to the end of the game, you're not – you know, you're throwing for the end zone in a tie game there on the last possession of the game. And was Jerry – Jerry was asked about the new rules, right? New PI rules this morning? Yeah. I mean – Go ahead. I'm not sure – He's in favor of them because he thinks it opened up bigger can of worms now because everybody can see what's going on and it's not getting corrected. So if the people implementing the system don't do it right, then the system's no good. And that's the way – that's what happened to – and I've said this before with instant replay when it first started. You know, Tech Schramm was for it. He was for all of it. And then – uh, when they implemented it, the guys up in the booth wouldn't do their job. And Texas' point was there's nothing wrong with the system. It's the people running the system that's screwing it up. And we're back in the same boat right now. The, uh, and the other, I think Jason may have uh, mentioned this maybe in his post game or something, when you, or alluded to it anyway. When you, on certain calls, when you, it magnifies the contact when you break it down frame by frame on a replay, like on the Anthony Brown interference play. play. It's a bang-bang play, and when you look at at any of them, and and we've seen it countless times already this season, when coaches have challenged on pass interference, there is contact there that's being made, and they're not overturning it. Well, and and which, but it, and the reason, and I don't, and I, 
probably agree with a lot of those when they don't overturn them because it's just incidental contact. It, and it happens, it, it gets magnified so much when you slow it down frame by frame. It's I like in baseball when a when a runner a base runner is sliding past second base, and then you and then you slow it down on replay. It's a big pet peeve of mine in baseball where okay his hand his index finger came one inch off the bag for a split second, but he he beat the throw. He's safe, but they call him out anyway. Brian wrote about this, so I said it in the press box at the time. That one, though, if you're not even trying to look for the ball, you don't turn your head at all, yeah. mm-hmm. they're going to call it at every level. You see Why? it all they the don't time. Call, it's not a foul in the NFL. Face guarding is not a foul in the NFL. And Pereira pointed it out. So if you hit me in the back while I'm chasing you, is that my fault? He he ran into the guy catching the ball or trying to catch. Well, the ball. after the he, ball hit him, he bumped him and it was close. But the it, guy had to stop to get the ball. Well, that's, that's that, not my fault. That's well, it's part of the game, Mickey. Well, it and then they had to fix that part of the game. Well, they, well, they won't. I've, we've argued with this about this before. And, well, and, and, and that's the what? other part. Every of it, one it, of these plays happened on the same side of the field, with the same guy. Scott Edwards. The side judge. Every play. From Blanco, Texas. He's by the some, way, he's got some rabbit ears, old Scott. <laughs> oh, some- by the way, on the <laughs> listen uh, to talking about um, Chris Richard yesterday, mm-hmm. I, piecing together the video on that, it looks like I think the I'm for sure that the that Edwards was reacting when he threw his flag, he reacted immediately after Garrett threw the challenge yeah, it flag was down. It no, was, no, no, no. He 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 he. The flag was on the ground. And they kept going at it, and then when he was walking towards Garrett, he threw the flag. Jason was looking right at okay. him and said but, but on TV, they also showed – earlier they showed a shot of Chris Richard coming out towards I, the field. I thought, it was, I thought well. Chris Richard no, said something. It was at, Richard did say something, yeah, but, but that it was, was after. And Chris Richard they, was reacting – I think Chris Richard was reacting to the flag yes. having been thrown. Guess who the else they had to line. hold back? What? Uh, Ke- Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love seeing that. That's the first time I've seen that kind of fire out of he Kellen Moore. He was hot. You know, the other thing on it with Garrett, you know, and he gets criticized by so many people for his press conferences and robotic, you know, statements and so forth. I wonder if showing some fire like that on the sideline, if that wins over some of the fans who. Ah. Uh. I think they still have a problem with it. I think the criticism those fans. You know what? The criticism now is he cost his team 15 yards. It it comes down to winning games, like Brian said, because all or nothing came out a couple years ago, and you saw if you watch that show, he's not the same guy. Although not very many people are watching all or nothing. I mean, you saw. Disagree with that. You saw. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, when you're talking the numbers that you get watching. There are casual fans who are watching on network television when they got ratings up in the 30s. The percentage of those people who are watching All or Nothing is so low. Now, people that listen to Talking Cowboys, they're watching everything they can get their hands on as far as the Cowboys are concerned. I'm talking just casual fans. Yeah, but there are viral clips that of him yeah. dropping F-bombs and all that stuff. I mean, that you saw finally like a, what he can really be like. Behind closed he gets, doors, he gets and criticized it, so much for being the clapper, though, on the yeah, sideline. And yeah, and to, it's and it's wrong, but you know it's going to come down to whether you win games or yeah. not. That's when that's when coaches are you build legacies and are loved or hated. You know, that's the way it goes. Well, I bet there's no clapping in practice this week. 
Oh, they better, you know, they better buckle down. I mean, they've they put themselves in a bad spot. You know, you're down, you lose two NFC games, conference games that, you know, you're doing with teams that are potentially playoff teams. Both teams, I think I think the Packers probably win the North and the Saints will probably win the uh will win the South. It's going to be And so now you're you know you're in a, you're in a bad spot because when you start thinking if you can get into the playoffs, now you're you're probably going to have to show up in one of those places. You know, I, I that might be the first two seeds of the, you know, It'll depending be, on what Seattle does. Seattle yeah. looks like a for real How about team. about San Francisco? Uh, They're unbeaten. I don't know about that. <laughs> but the Rams, you think, can at least be in the mix by the end of this Rams thing? Rams have not looked the same as everybody thinks the Rams have looked. You're right. But I, I, I still think they've got enough talent to be in the mix by the so end of this So does this thing. team. That's my point. And this team doesn't play well enough. There's a lot of good teams in this mix. I'm trying to agree with you that there's a lot of good teams that they're going to have to I'm not attacking you. I'm just saying. No, I, I, I'm, I'm adding to your point. There's a lot of good teams in the mix here at the end uh, that they've got to have to overcome. Yeah. And and by losing two games in a row, they had a great opportunity to start out 4-1 and or 5-0, and and they're just not there. Including so. in their own division. Yeah, exactly. Got an Eagles team coming up. Tickets yep. still available for that on – well, Sunday you, night. You went back to them. October I mean, 20th. that's what I'm saying. That's a team that was struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you could have put some distance between yourself and them. And now you're back in the same boat. And you're, you know, they, they go to Green Bay. They got to feel good about themselves. Hey, we beat Green Bay. Dallas got rolled by Green Bay. You know? I mean, that's, that's the problem you run into. When you go out and you lose games, you, you, lost to a, you lost to a team that didn't have Drew Brees. You know? Think about that. Yeah, we that so, that's where now you start. You know, the, the, the football gods don't always hand you gifts; they take things away from you at times. But the last couple of weeks, think about what's happened. The second best player in the Packers' offense doesn't play, and you give up a huge running game to a team that can't run the ball. You know, you needed 13 points to beat the Saints. That's and, all you and, needed, and you couldn't get it. Couldn't get yeah. it done. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Pat Kerwin had a good tweet this morning. Okay, week over. Uh, week five is over. Last year at this moment, after week five, the Colts were one and four, finished ten and six. The Texans were two and three, they finished eleven and five. The Cowboys were two and three, finished ten and six. The Eagles were two and three, finished nine and seven. The Seahawks were two and three, they finished ten and six. All five of those teams made the playoffs. You better figure out a way to get to kind well, of get better back. Keep getting better then. Yeah, mm-hmm. you better because again, you can't go into these games and just give them away like that. You can't. You can't have turnovers. You can't have mistakes. The one thing that stopped me, and everybody's you know, on this coach, but the coach isn't out there coaching penalties. He's not out there coaching turnovers. You know, He's like trying to put him in position to make plays. And you know, when the ball goes ripping down the middle of the field, you've got to go catch it. Even though that guy had 11 or 12 catches, he's got to catch that football. You know? You got to find a way to win these games. You got to find a way to, uh, you know, at the end of the day, okay, we're ahead of Green Bay. We're ahead of the Saints. We're ahead, you know, you're going to have some games. All of a sudden, you start losing games in Minnesota, lose to Detroit, lose to Philadelphia. Okay, then you are what you are, you know? Defensively against the Saints, you got to figure out a way to get them off the field. In the second half of that game, where they get don't a control, turnover, get off the field, the, do something, yeah, get a third down stop yeah, yeah. to get off the field where they're not controlling the football for 19 minutes Absolutely. of the second half of that game. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We continue. Take your phone calls at 888-855-2297 when talking Cowboys continues in a moment. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. 
That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yep, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep. But please don't. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Learn more about the Trooper Soft Coolers at Otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice-cool Dr. Pepper roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it upside down like a fishing lure in the wind. 23 flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You, you. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. It is turn back the time like a pro deadline on Jack Black, 11.59 p.m. Today, for your free age-defying pros with your $75 purchase, you get Protein Booster Skin Serum and Dry Erase Ultra Calming Face Cream. (laughs) Use the code PRO on jackblack.com. You enjoy this, don't you? Yes. I knew you did. Nobody nobody enjoys reads more than Mickey, especially when they're words that nobody even wants to try and pronounce. They're tongue twisters. Yeah. They're what? Tongue twisters. Tongue twisters. You almost yeah. well, you don't talk to Mickey. Don't talk to Mickey for sure. Oh. Well, what you, I Nick. like about that is, too, if you're watching us, uh, when Mickey does his read, then the camera will switch to Brian's reaction to the read. <laughs> yeah, because they're already <laughs> laughing before I even I, screw up. It just You can kind of feel where the thing is going to go a little off the, off the <laughs> Right, like where the current is with the yeah, boat in the yeah, harbor. Yeah, 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 all of a sudden the big wave comes over and carries yeah. it off the side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, uh, the last few minutes here of Talking Cowboys as we will turn our attention to these New York Jets. Who are the big guys that concern you on that Jets defensive front? Yeah, well, I think that you know it, it's a it's a front that's they've used some first round picks, they've used some trades, you know, they've signed some guys from unrestricted guys. You have to worry about Leonard Williams, and he plays as their left defensive end. He's number ninety two, and. Uh, 
super active guy. He was drafted in the same draft as uh, Byron Jones. And if you look at those in that particular draft, those first round of that, that, of that draft, Leonard Williams and Byron Jones have made the most starts of anybody in that first round of that Interesting, draft. Interesting. So, yeah. Williams was like the fourth pick or yeah, something. He was so, way up yeah, there. Byron Jones and him, you know, when you, look, when you look at what they've meant to their team and how they've been able to, you know, you talk about picks and their ability to play. But Leonard Williams is a fine one right there. Uh, Steve McClendon is a, a, they got an unrestricted guy from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's going to play as nose. And, and I keep an eye on him only because of some of the issues that we've seen with Travis Frederick. Uh, you know, two weeks ago, mainly against the Saints. See, it'll be a really good test for for uh, for Travis after that. Depending on what happens at right tackle, uh, you know, let's see what uh, what's going on uh, uh, there with uh, you know with Harry Anderson, who they got in a trade from the Colts. Mm. They've got some guys that that kind of are. Uh, have uh, have that ability to rush, to play the run. They just haven't done a good enough job of it. You know, they haven't had enough consistency with their pass rush. Greg Williams is a real big blitzer. Oh, yeah. So you're going to get a lot of twist stunt up front is what you're going to get. And so I would be a little concerned about if you if you don't feel like you can pick up the twist stunt very well, if you've got different pieces in there at Say left tackle at right tackle, you know, then that that that's something that I would be a little bit more concerned about in this game. He's going to have to bring blitz to blitz pressure to get pressure because he can't just sit there and rush these guys. He's got to find a way to create opportunity uh, for his guys to get home. Now, isn't Anderson the guy that's been hurt? They're hoping he's back this week. Yeah, he's been playing. I was watching him in the early games. They also got Quinnen yeah. Williams yeah, too, from or maybe from yeah, well, one of those two guys. Well, has Anders, been out. Anderson has been out. He had four snaps. Yeah. All, is all this week, yeah. but he had played earlier. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But Quinnen Williams, who was the third pick in the draft, he was a monster yeah. at oh, Alabama. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They've they've used some first round picks to get some guys. I, I, like I say, I feel like that. You know, they they need to get Quinnen Williams out there more because I I feel like he is just really he could be very disruptive. You know, he's he's had moments where he hasn't looked great, but then all of a sudden, you know, he plays four or five plays in a row, and he's like, okay, now that's the Quinton Williams I understand from Alabama. Uh, you know, that that's, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it plays. I, I love Jamal Adams, not because he's an LSU guy, <coughs> but I love Jamal Adams because I think he, and he's the strong safety or free safety, but he can cover, if you watch him play, he can cover your back, he can cover your tight end, he plays all over the field. You can tell that teams don't go his direction. When they uh, when they uh, throw the football or run the football for that matter, because he's such a physical player, he creates opportunities for them. Tremaine Johnson is a cornerback of the of two cornerbacks they have. Him, Daryl Roberts. Uh, I would say that Tremaine Johnson, who they got from the Rams, is probably the better of the two. So let's see if the if the Cowboys will go away from him. It this it seems like the way that Amari Cooper played last week against Alexander doesn't really matter. The week before he had problems, but. Man, I thought Alexander was just as good a cornerback as, as what Lattimore was. And and then, you know, uh, he got lit up uh, last week. So maybe it won't matter as far as whoever Cooper's running routes against. But it's a defense, like I said, that's got some it's got some first round guys, uh, some guys, some young guys that are trying to uh you know, trying to find their way right now. With the exception, say, of Leonard Williams, he's an older guy, but still a, a really, really good player for them. Do they move him around? At all, Leonard Williams. Williams. Yeah, they do. Because he's listed at left defensive end. I went back and watched the first game, Buffalo game, just yeah. to get a feel for Darnold yeah. on offense. 
And his pressure off the right edge right. got them a pick six yeah. against Buffalo. And when you think about how much trouble they've had manufacturing offense, I mean, and the Cowboys turning the ball over, that's something they've just got to be mindful of him. He's a, he, I circled him first, yeah. big time rusher for them. Absolutely. Well, their their defense in yards, it's thirteenth, so it's average. It, they haven't been bad. They just been horrible on offense. Yeah, they're well, thirty second in in like twelve of nineteen offensive categories. Uh, a lot has to do with the quarterback play for sure. Yeah, hey, you watch. You know, they give up like we had. We saw the other day. They give up sacks. They give up pressure. When when they were throwing the the film, it was like watching when Brad Johnson used to play. You know how the ball goes sideways all the time. It goes to the flat. It goes to the flat. It goes underneath. Mm-hmm. It goes to the flat. Checkdowns. Checkdowns. That's you know they try and throw screens. They try and you know they've got a couple of players. This they they know they've got James. Jameson Crowder on their offense. You know, Jameson Crowder has kind of been a pain in the rear for the Cowboys over the years, his ability. And then the Braxton Berrios, who they got on waivers from the uh, from the New England Patriots, he's number 10. Kid has the ability to make some catches down. He's kind of a slot player underneath and stuff. Demarius Thomas really, you know, hasn't really done much. Yeah, yeah. It's first time that he did yeah. anything was against Philadelphia yeah. this past That's Sunday. That's really all he's done. So and Robbie it, Anderson. Yeah, Robbie Anderson. I mean, he can make some plays down the field, but they just don't throw the ball well enough and they don't get protection. And they don't run the ball well enough because they don't block anybody up front. Yeah. They struggle with that. that they got a, nothing at tight end. Yeah, and they keep the, well. They keep the tight ends in because they try and help the pass protection, and it doesn't always work. Can the Cowboys get off to a better start? Because they're Brian mentioned earlier they're they're moving the ball with chunks of yardage, but they're getting outscored overall this season. I think in the first last four games in the first quarter, I saw this stat. I think from the CBS broadcast with the Jets last week, they've gone twenty eight games straight. Without an opening drive touchdown, yeah, they just they can't. They have not been able to manufacture points. Maybe Donald helps. You watch him; he's really elusive. He can make throws. He can improvise a little, little like Rodgers, not Aaron Rodgers. Um, but yeah, they've got Cowboys need to just finish these drives because we can talk about slow starts, but they're putting themselves in position to do that. Turnovers are just killing them right now. They've only scored 39 points mm-hmm. in four games. That's not even 10 points a game, right? Yeah, they have not led since. The opener against Buffalo, yeah, They've which was a close. That was the only and some close of those. Game I think played. some of those those thirty nine points were either returns or defensive points, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they had pick a pick six, six against yeah. Buffalo. I, Jamal they, Adams had one. I saw because I saw something. Somebody wrote that they had seventeen points in sixteen quarters on offense. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with getting the quarterback. They just have not been able to figure that out. Did Simeon get hurt preseason? No, against the, the against the, uh, the was it the Cleveland. Bears? The Bears. I mean, excuse me, the, uh, Browns. the Browns. Browns. Oh, broke okay. his ankle. Broke his ankle in that game. Was that was that the opener? Second no. game. second game because yeah. he already had mono by then. Right. Okay. Yep. And and up front on their offensive line, they're starting. A third-round rookie at tackle, and two of their interior guys, Ryan Khalil and Alex Lewis, were signed in August. Right. They weren't even with the team during the offseason. And they got Kelvin Beecham yep. out of SMU in Mejia, Texas. Yeah, he's going to have some problems in this game. Kelvin Beecham. I assume he's some, at left tackle. He's at left tackle, yeah. He's going to have some problems in, in this. And, you know, when you watch him, uh, you know, Robert Quinn will be able to attack him pretty well in this football game. Now, again, we'll see if uh, – they, 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 the, the Jets will take their two tight ends. They'll get in 12 personnel, and they'll put those guys over there. And they'll, So they're going to make these guys have to rush wide. Last week we saw that the, uh, the Packers brought wide receivers in like the Rams did and to help, on, help with blocking. So 
you know, teams can maybe say, okay, maybe we can line some guys up in tight formations, and that's kind of their way of doubling both those guys. They're well, all they can double them. That means those guys in the middle have to do something. Which we have not seen yet. Last week they weren't very good. We'll see if they do yeah. something better this week. We're going to see a lot of dump-offs to Le'Veon. Probably will. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, that does it for Talking Cowboys for this Tuesday, and we will talk at you again tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?